Rule Focus. Hello there to you. It's Troy Stockton with another Rural Focus podcast. If it's happening around the agricultural regions, the horticulture, the aquaculture regions, we do do our best to bring it to you. Uh, cattle sales, they do continue here in WA. We're going to update a part of the Mouche cattle sale the other day from the one, the only nutrient livestock's Craig Walker. So looking forward to catching up with Craig and see how things went at Mouche. But well, the other day, the big news was around the traps that the newly formed Rural Road Alliance is calling for an emergency funding package totaling nearly $5.5 billion in the upcoming federal budget. And to speak more about this today from the Condinen Group, hello to you, Mark Saunders. <laughs> I tried just a cool $5.5 billion. <laughs> but look, it's, uh, in all seriousness, it's a, it's a big mm. you know issue at the moment. Yeah. Um, I've been out on the road in sort of from one end of Victoria to the other in a fair bit of southern New South Wales in the last couple of weeks. And yeah, the um, state of the roads is not good. Uh, we all understand that that's been um, in the uh, lap of the gods to an extent due to the um, you know the, the huge amounts of rain and flooding that have happened. But yeah, I think it's uh, good to have an industry-wide or a common approach to the problem. Uh, in some cases, you know, depending on where you are, there's going to be interactions between your local government or the shire or the council and the state body that looks after the roads for in Victoria, that's Mick Roads, for example, or if it's a major freeway, it might be, you know, federal as well. So, but absolutely can confirm that the, the roads are in you know, a pretty bad state. And yep. in some cases, that's, um, you know, a pothole, which will be in the middle of the road, um, which can be a big issue for, you know, cars and smaller vehicles. And other times it's uh, the verge or where you drop off the bitumen, mm. uh, where the road's been washed away completely. And, you know, that that's extremely unsafe, especially when you're getting into the, the bigger vehicles like the um, road trains and the B-doubles that are carting livestock and um, grain around. We discussed this off air, but, you know, they, they can't just um, pick an alternative route in many cases. Mm. They're stuck on those routes. And, um, yeah, uh, seeing um, damage to uh, vehicles and uh, trucks and that sort of thing already, it's a big issue. And uh, it's going to take a big focus to fix that. Absolutely. So this money, mate, is this just East Coast, or are you speaking Australia wide here? Well, look, I believe it will be a national uh, approach. Okay. I know um, South Eastern Australia has been the focus, and, and New South Wales with the flooding, of course. But mm. like we've the Pilbara recently, can't imagine why there'll be um, no reason why that money won't poke up into those areas. I mean, it's it's been put together by the um, grain growers yep. and the National Farmers Federation, uh, the Australian Local Government Association, and the Australian Livestock. And Rural Transports Association, so good national bodies there. So I would imagine um, they'd be looking at um, taking that money into uh, national areas, even though, as I said initially, you know, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, and uh, well, to an extent, Queensland have um, felt that damage. But you know, WA, going back to um, it was only a year ago, we had Cyclone Saroja and all the damage there yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And you know, looking at other things, uh, just getting away from the roads, but you know, the infrastructure for power and things like that was, mm. you know, that, that damage was horrendous. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, so that news filtering through yesterday, the $5.5 billion bill for road repairs. It's a massive issue. And look, ultimately, it's holding up progress, you know, uh, moving things around. You forget how much stuff gets freighted around in trucks and uh, on the road until it stops. Mm. And we've had enough issues with um, (laughs) supply and freight. (laughs) It's been going on. Part of it. 
pull up as well. All right. Uh, also, mate, uh, first signs that the machinery industry is slowing? Yeah, look, we've, um, the uh, Tractor Machinery Association put out their January, well, figures, but they, they talk in percentages. And, yeah, nationally per January, tractor sales were down 25% compared to January last year. We're coming off some pretty hot property, you know. Mm. <laughs> the last year and the year before that were uh, sort of, approaching record levels, but yeah, quite big um, turnarounds in the uh, drop-off of deliveries for January. Uh, just looking through the states, like um, Western Australia was down 37%, so it's you know, a pretty massive drop in a month. South Australia, 34%, Tassie down 24%, so some pretty big slowdowns there. Uh, it's normally a bit of a quiet month, obviously with harvest and things you know wrapping up, but mm. yeah, I think we're probably starting to see the... Um, just the start of that little bit of a slowdown that we've been talking about or expecting for quite a while, but it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so uh, not great news there, but uh, hopefully that does seem to pick up. Uh, with the Farming Ahead magazine, what can we expect in that over the next uh, month or so, mate? Sure. So the March edition will have, um, we're doing high-speed discs or speed tillers mm. in the research report. So yeah, we've been out, uh, team been out busy looking at a few of those. I think we've got maybe a dozen that we'll have looked at, you yep. know, inspected sort of in the paddock. And uh, there's a few others that are on the horizon that aren't here yet, but probably will be by the end of the year. So that'll be the March research report. Uh, and then after that, we'll be um, turning over into some uh, baiting, yeah, baiting systems just okay. with the uh, big um, season that we've had. <laughs> We're seeing a lot of pest uh, issues. Uh, mice being one of them, so we'll be having a bit of a closer look at just some farmer approaches and the uh, way to go about baiting properly with uh, mouse baits and also we might look at a little bit on slug and snail baiting as well. And still a couple of weeks to go to get entries in for the Australian Farmer of the Year Awards, mate? That's right. Still a couple of weeks to go there. Always uh, can never have enough entries for that. So, <laughs> yes, we like to um, get people motivated and uh, get into that. Or if you know someone that you think's worthy of it, yeah, get onto the uh, website and get into that. Anything else before I let you go this morning, mate? Uh, Darcy Moore's the captain. Oh, here we are. I knew there was something going <laughs> What's happening for Freo? <laughs> I don't know. Don't care. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> We're getting close uh, now, aren't we? We're getting close to footy season, well, aren't we? I don't know. I haven't really switched over into... No, neither probably, have I, but it must yeah, be so close. I probably need to, but... Um, We're about a month away, aren't we? I think it's the 16th We can't be far off. No, normally, the end, no. but normally the end of February, we're getting pretty close to practice. <laughs> Although I think they call... They're not practice games now. What do they call them? Um, not fantasy games since... Something like that. Fantasy game. Yeah, my research for the next one to find out what's the new the new word for an AFL practice. Game. <laughs> it's not a practice game anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, just get into the real thing. I reckon let's not muck around with these games. But anyway, uh, yes, the AFL season not too far away, mate. As always, uh, nice to chat, and uh, well, good luck going ahead with the uh, the Farming Ahead magazine. No worries. All right. Thanks very much, Troy. We'll talk to you again soon. The following interview on the Rural Focus podcast is a paid interview. A reminder, this may not be the right product for you and other goods and services may be available. Tom on Rural Focus this morning to find out and see how things went at Mushe yesterday from Nutrient Livestock. Greg Walker, good morning. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Not too bad for a Tuesday. Uh, how'd you go there yesterday, mate? Yeah, there was about 1,500 head that were yarded for sale. The, um, the yarding was uh, a lot of locally bred yearlings and weaners, while the cow numbers sort of dropped off a little bit. If we have a look at the veal steers, they were making between $4.14 and $5 a kilo. Vila heifers range from three twenty up to uh, $4.14. By the yearling steers, flyweights, they sold uh, under 330 kilos. They sold from $3.80 to $4.00. Four dollars and fifty-two over three thirty kilos. They sold from three thirty to uh, four dollars and 
dollars and forty eight. Lightweight yearling heifers also under three hundred and thirty kilos, they sell from two dollars eighty to three seventy and heavier weights sell from up to four dollars a kilo. Growing steers they sold from three dollars to three eighty two. Heavy heifers they sold from two sixty eight to three forty two. In the cow market there wasn't a lot of numbers in there but we saw some of the sta- the, the store cows they jumped a bit. Those sold from uh, two dollars sixty to three dollars and ten. Medium weight cows they range from two ninety two to three fourteen and uh, with big heavy cows and there wasn't very many of these yarded they topped out at three dollars and twenty eight. Shipping bulls they uh, they still continued along their merry way with a couple of orders still in the in the marketplace. Uh, they sold from two sixty four for horned young bulls uh, to four dollars sixty two for your better poles and your locally bred cattle. If we have a look at the big heavy herd bulls uh, they're continuing to uh, create a fair bit of competition and which is really good for sellers uh, leading into the bull sale season mm. at two dollars forty two to three dollars and six. So all in all, mate, it's all looking um, all looking pretty good. Uh, the, the market is responding in a positive way. There's still a few weaners that are available. We have got our uh, nutrient store sale in Mushay on mm-hmm. the 24th, Friday okay. the 24th. So there's around about 1,100 head of cattle that are nominated from there from some very, very good Santa Catrudas steers right through some outstanding Angus and uh, and some Euro cross steers and heifers that will be presented for sale. So things are, things are doing pretty well in the cattle job at the moment, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sheep sale there today, mate? Yeah, smaller yep. sheep sale. Okay. There's only about 4,500 nominated uh, today in Mushay. So it'll be an interesting one to see how it goes. Like, you know, our, our trade lambs, our heavyweight lambs are still kicking along pretty mm. well in Mushay. What we are seeing is a lot of independent boutique butchers are very active in the marketplace, which is which is keeping that market pretty strong. And um, we're starting to see a few graziers uh, step into the market buying some some good younger type ewes just to put away for opportune selling later on uh, throughout the year. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we do continue along today. I don't, I don't see um, any major changes mm. forecast in the market, but yep. yeah, it should, uh, it should be a, uh, another pretty handy sale. Anything else before I let you get back to that sheep sale there, mate? No, it's just there's a few bull sales getting around. Yeah. There's a very good sales that are, have been presented. Um, I think there was one recently down in the Esperance, uh, an Angus sale down there that uh, averaged somewhere top prices of around $27,000 for a bull. And um, uh, the boys down there did an outstanding job, Bob Pumphreys and uh, Barry Hutchison and uh, and uh, the, the guys down there. They uh, Credit to them. And, of course, on the 9th of March, we've got the Jinjin bull yeah. sale that'll be up yeah. um, in Jinjin. Their field days are on the 15th uh, around the Midwest so you can get up there and see Cupsies and you can also have a look at uh, Tony Sudlow's uh, bull sale so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's all coming together well, mate. It's all coming together. Yeah, certainly too. And that one on the uh, the March ninth, uh, the ninth of March that you speak of, mate. The uh, the Black Tower Angus Stud, uh, seventeen bulls uh, up for sale there at the uh, Jinjin Bull Sale on that Thursday, the ninth of March. So get there if you can, and uh, yeah, buy yourself a, a bull or two. <laughs> That's it, mate. That's it. It's uh, no look. There's some absolutely outstanding yeah. bulls, and those bulls that have come out there, as I said, Kapari and Black Tara. There's some of the best studs that you'll find. In the north, in my opinion, you know, I, I know that uh, when you're talking about stud breeders, that they've, they've, everybody's got their uh, their quality and they've got their bloodlines, and everybody has got some very, very good bulls. Um, but for the guys in the north, um, they've got a very good following and very sound um, breeding program. So yeah, get along, have a look at it, and see what you think. Yeah, if you want to know more about that, there is a Black Tara on property open day this upcoming Friday from uh, 1 p.m. Uh, get in contact with either Brad or Peter Kupcher there today. They will. Uh, certainly look after you. Mate, uh, always nice to chat on a Tuesday. Look after yourself, mate, and get back to your loved one for Valentine's Day later on today. Yeah, how'd you go, mate? Did you get that box of chocolates sent to you? I, I believe.
believe that they were on their way, not oh. from me, but oh. from someone else. Oh. But uh, it's sort of taken a bit of a shine to the golden voice that you have. Oh, better go and check the uh, better go and check the mailbox, mate. Oh, well, it, I think it's in the staff room, mate, so oh, I might probably, not yeah, be <laughs> Probably already gone, mate. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll get a wrapper or two. That'll be it, mate. That's, uh, everyone out there, have a great Valentine's Day, and uh, don't forget to look after your loved ones because, uh, yeah, they're all very, very special. Absolutely. Speak to you next week, mate. See you, buddy. Bye-bye. A uh, big thank you there always to Nutrient Livestock's very own Craig Walker. Always nice to uh, to catch up and see how things are going there at Mushay, whether it's the cattle sale or the sheep sale. And I reckon... There will be a couple of big bull sales happening across regional WA very soon and probably happening over on the East Coast as well. But, yeah, we'll uh, bring you those when they do come to hand. And for the record, no, I didn't get any chocolates for Valentine's Day. Yeah, missed out again, but, hey, that's the kind of life that I lead. I've been Troy Stockton. This has been another rule-focused podcast here on The Listener Wrap. Thank you for choosing us today. And don't forget, too, if you've got something for us, let us know. Uh, you can text it on in 04800 97400 or leave us a message on the Rule Focus social media pages, whether it's Instagram, Facebook or even on Twitter. We always love to hear from you.